0: And I'll tell you guys since we're since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to the Grisha Cast.
1: Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 107. In this episode, we will continue breaking down the stories from the book The Lives of Saints. This is your host Eric,
0: and I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Garishaverse,
1: a world created by one of my very favorite Aries in the world, but not the only, Lee Bardugo, Moy Saviani, so Casters. Hello,
0: hello, hello. So
1: let's get into some listener
0: cities. Well, okay then. Mm -hmm. First we have Plano, Texas. Ooh.
1: And next we're moving on to Glen Iris, Australia. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you.
1: Eric's coming to you from the fold. And (laughs) Terry from Ketterdam. Sorry. And a
0: bookshelf combines our world. That is
1: it's our state line. (laughs) It divides our our, provinces. Yes. (laughs) Aw. Eric Land and Terry Land. Ooh, what would those be like? Oh, that, there's, It'd be so fun. Uh, I think so. Okay. Be, yeah, come on. <laughs> It'd be everything that you would love all in one place. All
0: right. Mm-hmm. Do I get the taxes?
1: You get everything. It's your land. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Well, then I mean,
0: I'm in. Exactly. See?
1: I mean, I would have to redecorate a little bit. Yes. Um, the fold is... However, it is gorgeous. I do think Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. But a little dark sometimes. um, I would probably need um, a good flashlight. And uh, however, I know that if I brought one, that would kill me. So I would have to do a little redecorating. Yeah,
0: you you like to rest a lot. And you can't really do that in the fold.
1: If I'm absolutely quiet, maybe. Maybe if I, like, got in a sleeping bag and just... Didn't move or never woke up. Never woke up.
0: Sounds like I am (laughs) dead.
1: Wow, that's really very happy, Eric. Sounds like a sounds like a great life. Yeah, (laughs) just to pretty much just be asleep forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's not what I mean, peeps. I am sorry. I do like my sleep, but not so much that I don't ever want to wake up again. I I do enjoy waking up. Um, However, yes, we are talking about our youtube video that we just see so it's funny just because this is the second time i see myself in the fold yeah and hey you gotta gotta move around (laughs) so how are you
0: what's up girl um i'm good Mm -hmm. i don't really have anything interesting to talk about i don't think which is i don't know I mean, work has been crazy, and then I come home and crash, and that's about it, working on my school stuff. So, like, I haven't – I was almost in an accident this morning. Ooh, um, not good. That was probably the most exciting thing that's happened all week. Wow. <laughs> and exciting as in, like, you know, got your heart rate up and, yeah. Okay. And that's – yeah. Well, How about you? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, So, I've been good. Um, I've been – yeah, I was really excited about – This weekend, um, this was a long week um, just at work. It was Mm -hmm. just a lot of stuff going on. But, yeah, kind of the same thing. Um, I've, yeah, I've been just one positive thing, though, is I expected that the time change was going to be really hard on me like normal. However,
0: it was not.
1: I don't know if you well, remember, but last time we reported, yes. I said, I am so not looking forward to this happening.
0: And you said the next time I saw you, you were going to be grumpy.
1: Yeah. However, it really wasn't that bad for me this that's time. Good. First time in my entire life. That must mean I'm growing up.
0: Oh, I'm a big kid now. Uh, also, the government is planning it. it's like uh, voting on stuff to make it permanent so we don't have to keep changing back and forth, which would be great. I don't care really which one they choose. Just I don't like going back and forth.
1: Yeah. I I would
0: like to stay at the time it is now all the time. But either way, I would just be happy with not changing the time all the time.
1: I'm weird. I would really, like, I would prefer the other one. I do like it being dark. I think it's like, I just like that. I like cold weather. I love all that. However, I know that I am definitely, um, alone on that one pretty much <laughs> compared to like everybody that I talk to on a regular basis because
0: you would still have your darker months
1: yes which is good mm-hmm. I do and I just like them I I don't know I've always been that way I've always I've always loved like overcast days more than like sunny days I felt like there was more energy in them I don't know I know it sounds weird but I just I've always liked that ever. Ever since I was young, I've always thought like overcast and like I love overcast Thanksgivings. Mm, perfect.
0: Over, that is very specific.
1: It is because if it's a sunny Thanksgiving, it sounds it feels so weird to me. It's just so huh. off. I am I'm used to them being overcast. and I think they I think they should mandate that, you know, make sure that Thanksgivings are always overcast. In Eric Land, in the fold, go. that's where it would happen.
0: Well, it would be overcast all the time. Very, very It'd overcast. Be a little bit more than overcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: a little pretty dark up in there. <laughs> but, um, anyways, yeah, I think I've been good. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We're going through this book. I think it's so fun, just because. You know, The Lives of Saints is an amazing book for me. Um, What do you think so far since your like your first read through? We're almost done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we're towards was, the end here. It's interesting.
1: Was it what you expected? Or,
0: I mean, yeah, it's about. I don't go as like nutty for like fairy tale type things that like right. you do. Um So I mean, it's been interesting. Like it's 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 a fun read. Yeah,
1: it's. It's an easy read, too, definitely, mm-hmm. like, I mean, for something to, like, you know, if you just want something to pick up real quickly and read a short story real fast and, like, set it down. And it's got some, like, neat little Easter eggs for those that love the verse.
0: Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's, you know, in the books, it's the book that, like, you know, little kids, it's their, their fairy tales, the the little books they would have in their.
1: Oh, that's the next In one. their rooms. Yeah, so. And that's the one thing that I guess I think I messed up on. We I, we decided to read this one, but I think we should have read Language of Thorns first. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Just because there are things in here that I can't talk to you about mm. because we haven't read Language of gotcha. Thorns. But, um, yeah, Language of Thorns is actually, like, that's the one supposedly that were the fairy tales of the okay. Um
0: Well these and, are, like, the, like...
1: This is their prayer stuff, I think, kind of. That's what I think about it more, you know?
0: It's like, more like... Like, like biblical stories. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
1: I, uh, I absolutely agree. And um, what I do find interesting, though, is like that this would, (laughs) I just can't imagine reading, reading these and being like, you know, like, I mean, do we even have a religion that we're like, I mean, this encompasses the verse doesn't really have, like, you know, I mean, it's. What? Well, like I'm think like okay, so I'm I, I think of the this book, it, the Lives of Saints, as like out of all the texts, it's like more of a religious text in the Grisha verse because of the fact that it's connected to the saints and the and prayer. Uh huh. So I guess what I'm saying is like I mean like we they like you know they've got churches and places to pray, but um we don't really have a name like there isn't a name right. for the religion right. Okay, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Thank you for helping me. Because I love that you're like, what? I, yeah.
0: I thought maybe, like, I missed something. I no. just want... I just
1: Girl, it's me. You know it's me, remember? No. Every time you think, oh, he's going to make sense, oh, don't give it to me. No. Mm-mm. Just be like, yes, ask that question. <laughs> because otherwise, our poor listeners will be confused. Another great reason why Terry is an amazing host because she actually helps you understand me.
0: Oh, need- and I'm the one that like will just trail off on a sentence. I like will say half the sentence and then just like stop and look at you like like you know what I mean. So oh, yeah. like, no, that's not great. Yeah. <laughs> but we we take care of each other.
1: We do. Absolutely. So cool. Well, I'm glad to know <laughs> that you thought the lives of saints was something like cool. they're however, like I mean like a like a normal novel, there's still like I mean, there are some of the last stories are the ones you most likely have been waiting for. So there is, like, you know, the big conclusion coming. Um, anyways, okay. Well, I am. Um, I guess we should just go ahead and get started, shouldn't we?
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Well let's do
0: it. I made a decision.
1: You did. <laughs> oh, how is the tea? I haven't tried it yet. Oh,
0: <laughs> it's good. I mean, I've had it before, but it's good. Hmm.
1: Yes, that is really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Huh? Interesting. You can actually really taste like little bits of like the chocolate. Like yeah, I mean, like that's. I still don't know how they do that.
0: I don't know either, and I don't really want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: because it says chocolate flavoring, vanilla flavoring, hazelnut flavoring. I don't want to know. You know, like sometimes it's just best to just let that go. Don't ask just, questions. Don't ask questions. Just put it in your mouth. Well. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. I'm gonna.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So, other things that you put in your mouth without asking questions is another caramel tea. (laughs) There's a caramel one. It's a butterscotch one that you got me for my birthday. Yeah, the Tazo. Yes, I tried that one. And um, for those of you tea lovers out there, we know Lee Bardugo is Um, Tazo has some great like phenomenal flavors but besides that they've got like a special like they've got dessert ones there's only like a couple of them and if you can find them they're worth getting because they actually legitimately taste like what (laughs) what it is like the one I can always find is um the vanilla chocolate some kind of macaron that we drink all the time however the butterscotch one it's incredible like it tastes exactly like it I have no clue how they made tea taste what like butterscotch. What
0: was the dessert lemon one?
1: Lemon loaf. There's
0: that a... it was I did. I saw that one. Yeah. The other day at Lebanon Kroger.
1: Oh, see, I'm not a lemon person. Like, I'm not a big fan of lemon. So,
0: L- lemon desserts are okay.
1: So, I, I let my friend who loves lemon at work. Her name is Ashley. She tried it and she loved it.
0: There so. you go. At least it's being appreciated. Oh, all the.
1: You should. For those of you out there, this birthday present—birthday was it birthday? I can't remember. Yeah, it was a present. <laughs> hey, we can't remember what we're giving presents for anymore. But I got it
0: because your birthday is at the same time we celebrate everything. Winter holiday, they get wrapped in the same paper, mm-hmm. but you get an extra one than only. everyone else because you—it's your birthday.
1: Well, you're the only one that does that. And thank you.
0: Because it's not fair.
1: Thank you. It's so sweet of you. So she she got me this thing of all these different Tazo teas. And, like, it is, like, a collection, y'all. I mean, like, a lot. It <laughs> it's is a like treasure trove. It is. It's, like.
0: You go digging. <laughs>
1: there are so many of them. And it's really cool. And some of the flavors are just so neat. I didn't know they made that mm-hmm. many teas. I'm sure that. And you said you got it from Amazon, right? Yep. Wow. So.
0: I think they have like bigger packages with like even more.
1: More to choose from?
0: Or just more of the same ones that are in there, but just, you know, higher quantity. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, I love it. And people at work are all like, they're all fascinated because I brought in this cute little like metal tin. And then I categorized it by um color. So <laughs> it's like in this cute little rainbow. And yep. I love it. And actually that's why I'm not drinking. I have one blue left and I'm not drinking it because it It'll will mess up, up my whole ra- rainbow <laughs> and blue is my favorite color, so I'm just going to like hold on to that. I do that with m ms too. Just
0: take the tea bag out and leave the wrapper.
1: You know what? You are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there we go. Lesson of the day.
0: Solving problems. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Sol-
1: solving world <laughs> peace and Crime and we're all I got to do is take the tea bag out. Yep. Yep. And leave the tea bag in. Yeah. No, take the tea bag. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Okay. Tea, a tea bag. Okay. Yep. So moving on to Lives of Saints. Um, <laughs> oh, are
0: we still doing that?
1: Yes, we are. Okay. I'm sure our listeners would appreciate it. <laughs> um, we got somewhere along our um, storyline. So, first saint. That we have this evening is Saint Ilya in Chains. So, um, real quickly, we have heard this story a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you probably kind of recognize it. Um, so, there's this recluse that lives in this town. And he, like, pretty much is just only seen when he needs to trade to get food. And any other time is scribbling in journals. And he likes to create things and really just keeps to himself. And the villagers just, I don't know, they just don't really, like, I mean, get to know him that well at all. Um, well, because he's just very quiet. They tend to think he's almost on the verge front like, he started out, like, being very ambitious um, of an inventor. And now he's kind of, like, teetering on madness. <laughs> um, so, however one day hark they, he hears some kind of screaming going on so he um runs out to see what up what's going on you know and there lies a boy that uh is dead um and his parents and he has been pretty much like the way it's described like he's pretty much almost cut in half but not completely um by a plow or some kind of farming Tool, I'm guessing. So, anyways, um, he he ain't alive. He's a boy, and he's dead. His parents are upset, and Ilya then decides that he's gonna do something. And what does he do? He brings this boy back to life. It like every like the stitching, like the body comes back together. All of a sudden, like his eyes like aren't glassy and discolored, and he all of a sudden is like, hey. What's what up? up? Exactly. <laughs> I'm back. Um, But um, the child's parents are like s- still looking at this child weird because they're just like, I guess they've gotten in their head like, well, we know that you were just dead. However, but see, I don't think I'd feel that way. <laughs> I don't know. These people are like really mean, I guess. They just look at it as like that just can't. That's got to be a demon, I guess. Um, yeah. So um, other villagers come because they heard the ruckus, and they happen to just start going down this path of, like, jealousy and realizing, thinking, like, well, why did Ilya help this, like, boy? And where was he when my great Aunt Susu was over here? Not
0: great Aunt Susu.
1: Yeah. Aunt Susu, gotta help her. And yeah, so anyways, all these people are just so livid. But as you know, (laughs) demons are drawn to water. No, Um, so. (laughs) Well, we do know. We do know that. However, I'm going to read the rest of this because it's a really good quote, but it's also going to kind of make more sense. So anyways, the villagers, um, so they seized Ilya and clapped. Him in heavy chains, a collar for his neck, and fetters for his wrists and ankles. They dragged him to the bridge that overlooked the river, where the water foamed white around the jagged rocks, and they cast Ilya over the side. It is said his corpse emerged on a sandbank many miles south, perfectly preserved and guarded by a white stag, who stood vigil over the body for three full months. The child Ilya had dragged back from the next world wandered the village, asking for his mother and father, begging for a place to sleep. Every door was closed to him, and so he was left to the woods, where he can still be heard crying. Songt Ilya is the patron saint of unlikely curses. End quote, end story. So, I'm sure you recognize that. However, let's... Take a look at that illustration. Yet again, we have seen this because we I've I've made our producer and team have to like show it many times just because every time it's brought up, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool picture. Um, however, it's neat just because it is the exact replica the way it's described as it's told throughout the stories. You know, like when we first hear about it in. Shadow and Bone somewhere in the the trilogy when they're – like I can't remember what book it is. It might be the second or third where they actually are trying – they use the picture to figure out that they're going to look for the firebird. Mm -hmm. So this is an actual – like I mean it just – it looks exactly like it's described in the book, which is cool. You Uh,
0: can see all three amplifiers.
1: Yep. However, one thing that I have noticed is, like, so, in this story, it says they put him, like, in the fetters and all that. His, like, I mean, those chains are completely broken. Yeah. So, apparently, you know, this picture gives us a little bit of, I think, of a sneak peek into the fact that he survived that and the villagers didn't kill him like they thought he did.
0: And so, the story plus the picture... I know you're Jewish. <laughs> yes, but who does that remind you of? Oh, Moses? No. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's very Jesus-ish because he's got uh, he can perform a resurrection and he was the way uh, like put to death and came back and um. So his, his hands are held,
1: held out like that. Like so he,
0: and even and in the picture he's, yeah, he's got the, the Jesus pose. So I think his story was meant to kind of replicate, uh, Jesus.
1: Yeah. He also like, I mean, he, and he kind of looks like Jesus. Like, I mean, the face if, I mean, I don't know what Jesus looks like. I mean, but, um, he's maybe
0: as white people portray Jesus. Correct. That's what there you go, girl. Like. Yes. That
1: is the correct way to say that. <laughs> Absolutely. um, one thing that I do find that's really interesting, since we know that, like, the story of all this, like, I mean, so, it's supposedly the three amplifiers. Uh-huh. However, we know that, like, also that the Firebird was not, like, do we, do you think the Firebird was an actual amplifier? Or do you think it was, because it was always, a, like, the child or, a, like, a, a relative of it, like...
0: Yeah, I I mean, looking at the picture, it's like, I mean, you would think that it would be an actual one. Yeah. But wasn't it, didn't they say in the book that it was like a a false amplifier, like a, what do I want to say? Like,
1: like a trick one? Yeah,
0: kind of like a trick, like to get people to, or it was supposed to be the yeah. Firebird and it never happened. There's something along those lines where they, they talk about uh, why it wasn't the firebird
1: i don't think we know for fact though i think it's all like i mean it's all just kind of myth just because like when you look at this picture like i mean like obviously all the amplifiers have that gold around them Mm -hmm. and that firebird definitely does which is kind of neat then to think back on if you remember the story i think you did the silka in the beginning the first firebird um that was really cool so um it's a really neat picture, especially just because it has so much to do do with this like the Grishaver story in general. Um I do wonder about like the stag holding vigil for three months. I just find that interesting. Like yeah. why three months? Like I, I was just trying to figure out if there was something I was missing there, but yeah, just kinda stood there. Which is which is neat. Um However, I definitely do feel for this poor child that just like right. <laughs> came back from the dead and like nobody's happy like I mean that's the biggest trick of all. Uh huh. And you know, he's just yeah. See, that's not horrible. Okay So
0: I have the Firebird was heavily featured with the stag and Russeli in moritsova's research due to this the creature was believed by many to be moritsova's third amplifier not understanding the true meaning of the symbol this was later found out to be false as moritsova's daughter and by extension mal was the third amplifier by virtue of her resurrection so the firebird is supposed to be the heart and what did it say? According to myth, the fire... I'm uh, going to put it in every sleep. It's the. It's believed by many to be the heart and soul of the Ravkin Empire. Right. So that's why it's featured in the illustration.
1: Hmm. Okay. And
0: it was a false amplifier. Gotcha. Because, that's what, because people thought it was the amplifier. Um,
1: yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah. If you look at the picture and you're, like, trying to put the story together like Alina was, I mean, yeah, it looks like it.
0: The Lantzoff line is believed to be descended from the Firebird.
1: Yeah. Yep. So, hmm. a lot of cool stuff. So, I mean, there is a reason that we look at that picture so often. Um, Okay, so next, moral of the story. So, at this point, I'm just going to say... I think that if you live in the Grishaverse and you are special, have any gifts, <laughs> have any powers, Keep up to yourself. have dreams, inspirations, goals, um, I-, I would consider deeply becoming mute or, um, just never voicing a single word about aspirations or dreams or any talents that you might have because, um, I don't even know what number saint we're at, but, you know, it doesn't turn out too well. No. Um,
0: no, but saints get martyred. Like, that's the I whole, know. like, remember when we talked about yeah. Alina, and she's like, I don't want to be a saint. There's a reason. Yeah.
1: Um. However, if you can hang on, um, the verse does get better. <laughs> For those out there struggling in the verse and just mm-hmm. really want to let out who they are, just hang on a little bit. Longer. It does get better.
0: Wait for Nikolai to come around.
1: Exactly. We promise. It, Got you. We d- Exactly. And so do we here at GrishaCast. Yes. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> we're your parents now.
1: We are. <laughs> parents <laughs> to the poor, like, wandering Grisha that came back to life. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't train you for anything, but I'll support you.
1: We'll support. Absolutely. Yes, we will <laughs> support you. We're here for you to listen to a podcast about the world that you... Yeah, okay. Now <laughs> we're, I'm going to end up going in circles. Yeah, we're going S- on
0: a whole uh, black hole on this. So,
1: Grisha order. So, couple different yes. things. I mean, obviously like I mean obviously a healer, uh-huh. but also a durist, I believe. Obviously a
0: fabricator, yeah.
1: So, I mean, there's a lot.
0: Um Definitely um Merzost.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and I love that you brought that up. You brought that up last episode, right? Uh, about just thinking about Merizos, like, as, like, yeah. how, and because that is so true. Like, I mean, um, I was so looking at it just in black and white thinking about the Grisha Orders, but, like, you're, I love that you brought that aspect in here. Some of but,
0: them go to the dark side.
1: Absolutely. And it's not, and it's it's not even the dark side. Merizos is just, it, it's not the small science, I, I think. I just mean
0: dark side as far as, like, it's, it's like forbidden, it's not Absolutely. something that, like, you're it's 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 not a positive thing, right? To people, so
1: it's not a natural kind of magic like the yeah. small sciences. So, Easter eggs and references this is Ilya Mortsova, yeah. So, I mean, he's <laughs> the is,
0: originator, and it's the Darkling's grandfather,
1: yep, yeah. and Bagra's daddy, yep, um, and a descendant of Mal, everyone's favorite.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so Mal and the Darkling are related.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Everybody just <laughs> loves Mal.
0: Keep it in the family.
1: Exactly. Okay, so yeah, that was a, a very important one to have in there. Yeah. Um, I do like that she did, she, she stayed true to the story and made sure that, you know, I mean, like it, it really goes along with the story itself, like reading what you put in here with like how it's delivered in the books. And I think that, I think that's cool. So, yes. okay, so ooh, our next one, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> um, it is Santa Ursula mm-hmm. of the Waves.
1: See, yeah, I feel like whenever it's your turn, I get it's like story time.
0: I know you do get all like excited, I get giddy. <laughs> That's all right,
1: it's okay. I'm gonna sit That's here. All right. and I got my make chocolate sure I have tea. The same.
0: Make sure I have the book turned to the right page. All right. Sancta Ursula of the Waves. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Ursula was a princess that mm-hmm. lived in northern Fjorda, and she loved praying to the saints. Apparently, that was considered unlawful because we're in Fjorda, and everyone needs to be worshiping Jel. Uh, yeah. But she refused to do that. And so, like, her parents basically tried to drown her.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> to draw the demon out of her. Because clearly, that's yeah. like in every other story we've read, she's clearly possessed because she doesn't want to do what everyone else tells her to do. So mm. no matter how hard they tried, she, could, she just wouldn't drown. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> she wasn't even struggling to breathe. So the Fjordans used that as proof that some unholy power was in play and that she was actually half fish.
1: So the fact that we couldn't kill you when we tried to kill yes. you is...
0: You're half-fish. Okay. Um, obviously, and I mean, clearly, they need to cut her open to see. And, uh, but yeah, before they could cut <laughs> her open, though, uh, they begged her to repent, and she refused. Because she's As fish not half-fish. <laughs> so <laughs> right when they put the knife to her throat, a huge wave rose up and consumed the city. The ocean tore the land apart and created the islands known as Kinstjert, or the Broken Heart. Mm. Ursula, of course, survived, but she had to live in a cave mm. and like, only ate the oysters and mussels that she collected in her little cave. Mm. She is the patron saint of those lost at sea. A chapel was built on her island, and sailors' wives that like, come and leave fish-shaped bread and pray for their lover's safe return. Um, And so then I have this weird last quote. When they leave, some find bones or see pearls in their pockets, though no one is sure if these are ill or good omens, end quote. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yes.
1: So after they go and leave their, like, goldfish-shaped bread, (laughs) um... Some find bones, little things
0: in their pockets,
1: sea pearls. Oh, yeah! I really am intrigued about this, like goldfish bread, because I just keep on imagining, like, just you know, like the goldfish. So I just imagine it supersized um, loaves of bread, because you know,
0: yeah, fish shaped bread. Of
1: course, Ursula, because like that makes so much sense. You know, if you're if you're a fish, you want bread because you've eaten it your whole life. <laughs> yeah. But if we just make it look like a fish, maybe Mm -hmm. they'll think it's a fish. Sorry, I just, I love some of this craziness, just like, (laughs) you know.
0: So the next thing we have to do is look at the illustration. Okay. So we've got, I mean. (laughs) It's a lot going. (laughs) It's, okay. So the picture is very kind of a little bit monochromatic we've got this like seafoam green color throughout the whole thing and ursula kind of blends into it like you have to really look at it to find like ursula's face um but she's holding a knife
1: so that must
0: that must be the knife that they were going to cut her open with
1: yeah that's and
0: so to me you're seeing like all these like the waves and everything um it's so much brighter on the screen um (laughs) <laughs> but so, like the you know the waves that came and destroyed the city. So basically, she's kind of like in all this chaos of the the waves crashing the city.
1: You're right. Actually, on the screen, like you can see the, the inner hair. Her hair looks like constellations. Yeah. Like, um, so that image actually is from the um the I like the ebook. Like, just saying that. Yeah. It, like, I mean, it like, looks
0: much brighter on the. It does. On the screen. So anyway, yep, that's it.
1: And it definitely looks like um, Fjorda. Like, I mean, like, it's just like the red, like, towers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I don't want to, like, I mean, I just...
0: I know. So, like, just, I, in my reading, I, her story is more, like, in the language of Thorns, and we'll get to that.
1: Correct. (laughs) But, um, like, we do, like, I mean... Her name Ursula. Like, I mean, what's that remind? That automatically like reminds me, of course, of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I mean, there's so many like there's small little connections to it. Like, I mean, it's not the story of the Little Mermaid, but in a weird, twisted way, it kind of could like could be the Grishaverse mm-hmm. form of it. Um, and come on, her name's Ursula. Um, but it's neat. Um, I, I do love the story a lot. Um, and for those of you that have read the language of thorns, it's the best story at the very end. <laughs> oh, it's so great. I can't wait for Tara to read. Uh, I know. I, feel I about know everything. a little
0: bit of it because I, I research. Did you? Uh, well, I research whenever I research my chapters. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it came up because.
1: Okay. So. So, um, we do know, like, I mean, like, do we think Ulo what like? Ursula was a Grisha. Yeah. Okay. So, what kind though? Like uh, I a mean, tide maker. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Water coming through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Um. I guess we should stop there with that one. Is that where you? need I it? mean.
0: Yeah. i <laughs> I'm looking at like. All the story stuff on my on my screen but if we haven't gotten to language of thorns we should probably save it for those people who have not
1: well yeah we should like i mean i i hope too much hasn't been spoiled for you
0: i've got to read it regardless at some point anyway
1: i know there's just a really cool thing like i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna, i i should stop cuz you know me i'll end up saying it
0: okay so or you're just going to keep hinting at it for an hour no nope. um <laughs> i'm going to stop um What's the next one? Moral, Moral of the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't drown people.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Disney does a lovely rendition of this story. Like, if you can switch magical worlds, maybe yeah. go over to Walt Disney. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and let's see. Easter eggs. Yeah, we, yeah, there's there are some but like we can't really like yeah. you don't know them all. Um, and also we just don't want to spoil nope. it for people. But it's a it's a neat story. We do have to remember like I mean it's weird though. I keep on forgetting sometimes mm-hmm. how like I do like the fact that it says that like the wave made that that Kenthurst right? <laughs> like
0: Well, okay. I mean, not necessarily like a big Easter egg, but what does that remind you of? The story of the wave crashing into the city.
1: Um. Okay, wait. A story of a-
0: remember we had not necessarily like an entire oh. city, but we had at the at the um church Rule of, of, of commerce or whatever. The tide makers made like stuff uh, come in and
1: yeah. Um, and then also in Rule of Wolves and then
0: Rule of Wolves with um Leone and and all that, of that. big so, wave. Um. So yeah, that's happened a few times.
1: Interesting.
0: Girls. I like that.
1: I do. Okay, so. Um Your turn. Okay. Well, moving on to our next saint. Um, so this is Sanct Matthias. That is what it says um on the audiobook. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, what was um she the patron saint of? Was she the patron saint of anything? I said it. Oh, you did. Sorry. Uh-huh. I just forgot. Okay. Yeah, as the, as I often do.
0: The patron saint of those lost at sea.
1: Yes. Thank you for reminding me. You're Sorry. welcome. Okay. So onward to St. Matthias. Um, so there's, we're actually in Furida again. There is a, because it is actually about a town that's right on the edge of the Burma. The permafrost, The Permafrost. And um, yes, if you look on your Grishaverse maps, that's in Fiorita. Okay. So in this little town, um, they're being terrorized by a beast that is just eating their children, people, everything, everybody. It's just, that's it. Everybody's being eaten alive. Um, And it's just, they don't know whether it's a bear, a pack of wolves, a tiger from some random woman's menagerie. Um, however, the elders of the community keep paying hunters to come and, like, kill it, but as often, they they just don't come back. <laughs> like, so they're, yeah, they're not returning. So the townspeople decide to write to their king um, and say, hey, we need some help over here. Um, so, as the king does, he's he sends his best hunters and... Along with his best hunters comes a giant man named Dog Ivar. D a g, by the way. <laughs> um, so, um,
0: what's up, Dag?
1: Yeah, and Ivar. It, it sounds very um, Vikings, to, Norse. Yes, Norse. Thank you.
0: Welcome. Um,
1: I've, um, which I've been watching so much of. I've been loving the Netflix um, new Viking show and. The Last Kingdom, I just finished that last night and was talking to Uslan about it.
0: Well, th- those are my people.
1: Yes, I know. I'm obsessed with your people. <laughs> um, and especially Norse mythology. I think it's incredible. Um, but that's a whole other show. So <laughs> I will have to um, stay on track here. So Ivar um, and his men um, are like, this is going to be a cinch. I mean, we're, we're big to do hunters um so they um they go out um however their first day is not fruitful second one's not and uh, like every time they think they're about to like find it like I mean they don't so Ivar laughs he's like (laughs) so he thinks if the beast wants a challenge Well, then let's just skip this mini-challenge and go straight to the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race Challenge. Um, However, it's—yeah, it is a challenge, though. So he decides he's going to start adding some little tricks to it. So he thinks that—this is funny—him and his men dress up as women and go out into the um, forest thinking that the beast might attack them because it's not going to (laughs) recognize— Huge, these huge men dressed up as women. Um, they also decide to cover trees in pig's blood and um, even take some of the last, like, kills that the beast has and try to lure it with that. However, none of this works. So, unfortunately, um, Ivar gets a little butthurt because all the townspeople start to kind of make fun of him. Like, they're like, look, like, you were sent here, you are this big to-do, and... You haven't done anything. So he writes back to the king that, like, okay, you know what? These people actually are getting what they deserve, I think. Um, because they are so rude to me. And I think I you can I come back because these people are so mean, and that's why they're being eaten alive. Because it's just their curse. He doesn't hear anything. However, one day, I guess like, I don't know, Grisha vs FedEx shows up and uh a monk, a man shows up, and this man happens to be Matthias. Ugh, I'm so butchering that word. I just want to call... I know, I, I don't want to call him Matthias, because no. it's not Matthias. so I'm trying to make sure I don't say that. Matthias. Okay, so he shows up. Um, and, yeah. So, the townspeople... Um, are i guess they're kind of happy um yeah because the wells fargo wagon came to town and brought matthias um when the monk and i'm gonna read this part now because this is it's good when the monk had been in the woods less than an hour he spotted a gray shape moving between the trees So first off, we've got him going in for the first time, and he's already finding something. So, you know, this is good. Okay, let me continue. The wolf stalked closer, moving in circles, her yellow eyes like sullen moons in the gathering dark. Matthias did not shy away. He had packed his bag with meat and salt fish, and he offered the wolf food from his own hand. Now, had he not been so holy, who knows what might have happened. But because he was a good man and beloved by the saints, the wolf approached and did not simply devour him where he stood. The creature sniffed the meat, cautious lest the food be poisoned, and at last ate from Matthias's palm. They sat for a while, Matthias feeding the wolf and talking of events from his journey. After a fair time he had passed, he said... You have eaten many people from the town, and they wish to hunt you to your death. They may try, said the wolf. I fear the wolf hunter will set fire to the woods to solve his his pride. What am I to do, said the wolf? My children must eat too. Matthias had no answer, so he did what he could. Every day he went into the woods with prayers upon his lips and food in his hands, and every day he sat with a wolf and eventually her pups. The wolves were well-fed, and so the killings stopped. The townspeople could till their fields, and the children played near the woods without fear. But the wolf hunter Dag, Dag Ivar could not walk down the street without people laughing at him. He... Ranted and raged, and when he could bear the snickers and jeers no longer, he strode to the center of the town square to denounce Matthias. He claimed the holy man was in league with the beasts and had drawn them to the village in the first place. The good people of the village set the hem of the wolf hunter's fine velvet coat alight and chased Dog Ibar down the road and out of town. Matthias continued to visit with the pups until they were grown wolves themselves. They came when he called, lay at his feet, thumped their tails when he told them stories. Their pups were tame in the very same way and took to guarding the doorways and hearths of the village their grandmother had once terrorized. These were the first dogs, and this is why Sanct Matthias is the patron saint of those who love and care for animals. End quote. I know. Long uh, but I had to read all that because I just thought it was so good, and I love it. Like first reaction, just letting you know, love that story. So, um, before we discuss it, let's take a look at that illustration. And I love this picture. I adore it. There's a couple reasons, just because like I love, I love night, but I love how the fact that like the moon behind him is it's so vibrant but the trees are like this red that pop out it's it i love this picture i love that the wolf all the different like wolf's eyes are red and yeah what do you think of this picture terror
0: i think it's cool yeah i mean it like at first just glance of it it gives you kind of like a a red riding hood kind of oh, feel to it. Yeah. There's red and there's a hood and there's a wolf. Mm-hmm. But I mean that obviously that's not Right. But um but yeah. You got the the menacing wolf
1: <laughs> right. eating
0: out of his palms and he's like got his finger up like uh 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 uh
1: see that's what I was wondering. I was like <laughs> yeah I was like what's a finger for? Is Don't he... you do it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm <laughs> So It's a pretty picture, Um, um, I think. And I do really love how you can see, like, the, like, little evil eyes behind. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that just kind of adds a little fun to it. Yeah. So, moral of the story, dog people are the best. I'm a dog person. I love dogs. So, (laughs) um, yeah, that's what I got from it. (laughs) Okay. Um, But... Also, one thing that we do have to realize, this is the first story in this entire book where the people actually haven't, like, killed our main or betrayed our main character. Right. Like, it's actually, like, they were in favor of Matthias. Yeah. Which is very weird. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Did you think of the moral of the story better than?
0: No, not really. I just love dog people.
1: I do, and I'm a dog person. Like, I mean, I love Lucy. Um, my girl is so... Okay, so, well, let's move on. <laughs> Grisha order Easter eggs and references.
0: Okay, uh, so I don't see any sort of, like, Grisha power in here. No. But I will say that because he's a monk, I would th- I would think that he was Rofkin. And that if you use the word monk, then he would have been like a member of the priest guard,
1: which Ooh. would have
0: like merged into an animal, probably a wolf. Gotcha. So that's where I'm going with that. Okay. Um. So, but I, I don't know like what the powers are unless yeah. we talk about some sort of like healer or like heart render where you can slow the heartbeat down of the wolf to get it to be calm enough to whatever. So like, possibly maybe that's the only thing I can think of um
1: well I think we're realizing actually through reading this is that not all saints are Grisha like I mean I think that was something that like when we're reading through it, and before we read through this actual book when we're reading the verse series I think it's almost assumed kind of so like but I think reading through this now we realize that I mean they're not all like Grisha like I mean like these these saints like have just different kinds of power that aren't uh, even on the spectrum of Grisha. Yeah. So.
0: But also with the whole Wolf Fierda thing, you know, mm-hmm. where the um, the uh, shoes. choose the f- their wolves. So that's kind of this is like the start. Yeah.
1: I I agree. I th- I thought that was really cool when I finally made that connection to that this was Fiorda, mm-hmm. and I was like. Yeah, this has got to be like I mean you and I think the same thing even though it's not mentioned in it. I think it has a lot to do with the the isnuf which is the the yeah. wolves that are that
0: tradition. But,
1: yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's just it's cute. I do I wish yeah, it, I
0: have it in my notes too that like it's the only one in which people actually
1: <laughs> believed the saint. <laughs> yeah. He survived like he's like he he survived and like i mean dog ivar like actually was the one that like i mean he literally got chased out of town i mean they stood up for him which is so weird for all these stories because it's the opposite but um anyways i also i love people that love animals and care for animals and i know you you love animals too
0: so they love me yeah <laughs> they come out of nowhere mm. <laughs> well, they hunt me down i found you <laughs> Okay,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm done with my saint. So how about we move on to story time for me?
0: <laughs> so moving we on to Sankt Dimitri. Mm. Dimitri was the son of a king, but he didn't want to be. Oh. He would have rather studied saints in scripture. When it was time for him to assume his responsibilities, he, had his, he told his parents that he mm. had no intentions whatsoever of marrying or taking the throne. The king had no other heirs, so they have no choice but try to convince him. Uh, But too bad. Dimitri refused literally every single time. So, you know, because that's stuff that we do, we have to (laughs) punish him. Of course. (laughs) And lock him in a tower and deny him food until he agrees to take his responsibilities. That's... Ooh. I mean, that's what we do to people in this book. So, like, every yeah. day the queen would go check on him, and every day he still said no, even when she offered him his favorite snacks.
1: Oh, if he's not <laughs> getting his snacks.
0: <laughs> I mean, and this, he, he even says no to his snacks.
1: Gosh, and this is all because he just doesn't want to assume he the throne, not right? He does not want to be king. Wow. Or
0: any of the responsibilities. He doesn't want to get married or, like, anything.
1: Wow. Well, so, mm. like,
0: this goes on for a year, Oh, surely the servants have been sneaking him food because he's still alive. So they like seal him in completely. So like nobody can go in there and he still refused, I guess, from like the other side of the door. He's like, I still don't want to. So the queen, (laughs) the queen wanted to see her son after, I don't know, a really long time. So the guards had to like break down the sealed door and when it finally opened, Dimitri Skeleton cheerly, cheerfully waved to her and invited her to pray with him. Oh, she of course ran screaming from the tower. <laughs> he is the patron saint of scholars and may be praying there still. He's the pa- <laughs> Hi mom. Hey, how is
1: it going? <laughs> I've lost a little weight. <laughs> I'm a size
0: three now. I went on a starvation diet. Um, this so, is what ha- yes. Speaking of starvation diet, let's look at the <laughs> illustration.
1: <laughs> this is what happens when you stop accepting your snack pack, and like you just.
0: It's so, okay, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but okay, so the illustration is actually kind of cool because it it's like looking through a keyhole. Yes. And you see Dimitri's skeleton bent down in prayer. Yep. So it's a very literal illustration of the story.
1: I do think it. I, I do think it's really cool the fact that I mean it. It is looking through that keyhole. Like I mean, I just as if like you know, you know, someone is looking through and seeing yeah. that. Like I, I love that. Is that a pen that he has? Like a, or a fet like a you know is like that, a quill. Yeah, yeah. That he can write down so. like. No fruit roll-up for me today. Day or?
0: 356. Jesus. My mother is still offering me snacks. Thanks. Gosh. So, yeah. So, anyway.
1: Okay. Um,
0: order? Well, I don't think I mean, like, okay, I don't think he's a Grisha because why would you do this to yourself if you're a Grisha? So exactly. either he's just not a Grisha or there's like some Merizost going on but there's something going on because he's alive
1: he's the patron saint of scholars
0: so there's obviously yeah. something that made him stay alive but i don't know why he would if he had power to do something why he wouldn't do something else but unless he just like had some sort of power to himself to like i want to stay here and study <laughs> forever yeah.
1: Exactly, I I get. Yeah, it makes no sense to be honest. I mean, if he because if he had a power, he could just leave. But he decides to just. Um, that is definitely so. A if he reveal.
0: so, if he were, it says he wanted to study the saints. Okay. So if he if that's what he was doing twenty four seven studying Grisha texts, um, he could have been experimenting maybe as well. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Or maybe, like, um, you know, as the saints do, they do favor people. And maybe by the time they, like, got around to him, he had actually already turned into, like, a skeleton. And they're like, well, we can't bring you back to life because you don't have a body. So we'll just reanimate your skeleton. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Or maybe it's just a fun trick to say hi to mom and really scare her. Maybe. He's in a tower. Like, every time I hear the word tower, I think of Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. Um, But... This is a very
0: so there, there are there's like a story about the false prince Dimitri. Mm. Um, so th- there's no Easter eggs like in the actual oh, okay, book, okay. but like outside, like in real life, there's a a false prince Dimitri. Um, but it's like the opposite. I get Prince Dimitri's son of Ivan the Terrible. Okay, but it's the opposite where, um, the monk wanted to be a prince and in this instance the gotcha. prince wants to be a monk
1: interesting yeah. yeah it really is like i mean i you've actually helped me see this in a different way it is very interesting that it's like i mean the the whole reason of him doing all this is just because he just wants to pray to the saints right like i, I mean he wants he, to
0: study yeah yeah
1: so um
0: the saints in scripture like he's obsessed with saints and scripture
1: so it's I think it's also showing that like I mean, you know, if you are devout to the saints, like I mean, you miracles do happen and I mean, you know, just I mean, yeah. But it is one of those weird ones where like, I mean, you know, maybe this was like thrown in there as like we got to throw another like story in there to you know, help you no. Know. Who doesn't want to see their son as- turned in like as a skeleton and then just wave? Yeah. I would scream. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. I, that would be horrifying. Um, especially if it would be a side you knew, but <laughs> yes. yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Bony. So there we go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Cause there are no Easter eggs. Like, nope. I mean, yeah, we're just done with that. Okay. Well, bye, Song Dimitri. And what is exciting is like, yeah, we are, we're almost done with this book, which is good, but, um, I still like I love this. Okay, so it's that very special time for Chris Chris News!
0: <laughs> Yay. So I couldn't hear anything, so I have no idea I, if we're early or late. So I couldn't hear anything either. Sorry, producer Chris, but uh yeah, just kinda went for it when it felt right in my heart.
1: Yes, producer, we couldn't hear that at all. So we were just kind of watching it and we were just like, <laughs> maybe now. So just go for it. We'll see how that worked. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, Russian roulette. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Alex could not be with us. Alex is still in the field. However, um, we've got one piece of news that I think is really kind of cool. Well, actually, two. I got her. Um, so one, there is a. There's an album being created, which is really cool. And the group is called the Bookish Songs Collective. And Kendra Dantes, who you definitely know if you've listened to our podcast, is a part of this fabulous group. And they're putting together an album that is Grishaverse-related, all about it. Um, it's about like some of our favorite characters, even some characters we wouldn't even think that they would write songs about. But there's, I believe... Eight um, artists, maybe more, that are contributing to this album. And it's for the 10th anniversary of the Shadow and Bone release, which is amazing. So that's really cool. And... Anyways, um yeah, we will have more of that on here because we are going to luckily be able to ha- we're going to have some of them on to discuss the um the songs and what is what this whole thing is about. It sounds really exciting. I'm super stoked about it um because I know we know Kendra, but there's the the other artists. I cannot wait to get to meet and hear what they've created. I just think it's amazing to, you know, meet other people that are obsessed with the verse like us, um, but can actually, you know, put a song together and sound good. (laughs) Like where we just talk, I just talk into a mic, but I, um, I love it. I can't wait. So, um, anyways, more of that to come. And next, you know, Lee Bardugo's birthday is around the corner. Mm -hmm. Just letting y'all know. So we got us... I know. Um, We'll we'll celebrate somehow by just um, maybe we'll have a little birthday um, here on the Grisha cat's little birthday party. I always
0: remember it because it's a week before mine, and it's my oldest son's birthday, so can't forget her birthday.
1: That is why I said in the very beginning, one of my favorite Aries, (laughs) but not yeah, because I have two.
0: Oh. Terry, of course. We're pretty awesome people.
1: And Lee. Yeah. And you guys are very much alike.
0: Oh, yes. So,
1: I mean, I love that. I mean.
0: Yeah. It's I know you guys, like, didn't hear the, like, off record part of our interview, but there were many times where her and I were like, hey, sister.
1: Yes. They were very much like the same person. Yeah. And it was just kind of cool. And I was like, yeah, of course. My favorite author and Uh my best friend. You guys are going to be the same.
0: Yeah. I even had, like, she even said she had the shirt that I had on. Yeah. yeah. You guys
1: did the same, like, you guys were talking about the same place to shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we're, we love you guys. And, um, yeah, tune in next week where we're going to finish up The Lives of Saints.
0: Woohoo.
1: Yes. So, we, another
0: book off the list.
1: Yep. So, we're going to be doing song t- Jura's, Jura, um Jurasm. Jerusalem, i'm not sure um but then we get (laughs) sancta alina then we also have the starless saint and then the saint of the book so big ones yes we do so pretty much like just finish the book if you're reading along with it um and this is really cool this is where as i said this is the climactic part of the book um it's gonna be cool it's gonna be fun so yes um well, you guys be good. We will see you all next week. Long live the verse.
0: Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. A plus.
1: No, no mourners. mourners.
0: No funerals.
1: This has been cast Connect with us on the web at greciacast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. Woo!
1: And thank you so much to our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Chloe. Yay!